but the ESP is uh, 50k euro today uh, per year, uh, and uh, um, we have contracts ranging from 20k to uh, 500k a year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Charles Miglietti. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called uh, of a company called Toucan Toco. It's a data visualization software. Now, he's passionate about data design and many other things. Started the company five years ago and previously had founded TLDR.io. Now, 32 years old, father of three, building the company. Charles, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right. So the data visual, visualization space is obviously hot right now with the Tableau and Looker deals. Help me understand where Toucan Toco, your company, fits in. So we are very complementary to all the existing solutions that focus on data exploration as we focus on data storytelling. That's the same complementarity between a dictionary and a good novel. Which one will you win? So we focus not on technical users, but on, on non-technical users that need the data on a daily basis. Okay. And so who I mean, who are you selling to? The marketer, the CIO, the CTO? We are we are selling to the CIO and head of data like the BI manager, for example. Okay, and is it typically top-down or bottoms-up? You're selling to the individual employees first? But we are developing a bottoms-up approach where people will be able to um, uh, sign up for the product online. Okay, and give me a general sense here where you're playing. So the average customer is going to pay about what per month or per year to use your technology? The ASP is 50K euro today uh, per year. Uh, and uh, um, we have contracts ranging from 20k to uh, 500k a year. One five or five zero? Five zero. Yeah, great. Right. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand. I'm sorry. Yeah. And contracts today are between 20k and 500k. Yeah. So Charles, my question was just average ASP uh, in in a, in a year is about fifty thousand dollars or about four or five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. And so what are you, what are you upselling against? Why would someone pay you $500,000 per year? Why, why are they paying so much? You say? <laughs> yeah. What are you, no, no. I'm specifically, what are you upselling against? So there's people that pay you 50 grand a year. There's people that pay you 500 grand a year. The ones that pay more, what are you upselling them on? We're upselling on the seats uh, and on options. Um, and for example, uh, we charge per seat. So the, char- the, the, the fees per seat is uh, 13 euros per month per users. So when we are upselling, we're upselling on the number of seats. 
also we're upselling on new features, uh, for example, the ability to send executive summary, to embed the, the product inside any other application, or for security features. Okay, so do, do you have kind of an inside sales team that, that's in charge of upsells and expansion revenue or no? No, it's not an inside sales team. It's a, a customer success management team who's in charge of upselling. Okay, do, you, do, you, do they carry quota? No, <laughs> uh, that's a very good, uh, good thing because I, I, I have uh, read a few things about CSM and Coda and uh, today we have decided that uh, CSM should focus on retention adoption and uh, upselling. It's uh, a nice collateral and, uh, uh, and they, when they detect a good opportunity, they uh, ask for uh, an account manager to, uh, to handle the, the signature. Okay, so how many people are on the team total today? It's uh, 70 people. Seven zero. And how many of them are engineers? Um, 20. 20. And then how many are quota carrying sales folks? Um, 15. One five. Okay, interesting. Very good. And then, you know, I want to kind of get more of the backstory here. Put this on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? We launched the company five years ago. Okay, so 2014. And now were you like leaving corporate at that point or sold your last startup or where was your head? Yeah, I started to TLDR.io just before, and I sold it uh, for uh, a few thousand grams to Indian people. <laughs> and, uh, How uh, much did I, you sell it for? 10K. <laughs> $10,000, okay. <laughs> that's a small sale, but that's a sale. And uh, um, I wanted to start another company. Uh, and I, at the same time, my uh, wife has, was pregnant. So I was kind of in a hurry to <laughs> make some money, and uh, I decided to wear my passion wear. Uh, my passion was uh, design, data, and pedagogy. And that's why we started a data visualization company with Macrophone. So how old did you get your first four or five customers? Do you remember? Um, my first uh, customer that is already st- is staying here, it's uh, four years old. Yeah, but how did you get the first customer? Ah, sorry, how did I get the, the first um, network? Well, be specific. So were you doing outbound, inbound? Because in the in the in the engine, in my engineering school, I had some friends, and some friends were were uh, in charge of some budget, and they, uh, it's not just because they were we were friends, but they had a need, and we had the uh, the right solution for their need. So that's how, that's how we got the the first uh, the first uh, uh, client, and another one we did it just by hand. We uh, created the visualization online, the free one. And then we contacted a newspaper in France, like the Washington Post, uh, for example. And we reached out to them and said, okay, I think we need data visualization. And uh, in three months, we signed the first contract with them. Okay, and then fast forward today, four years later, five years later, how many customers are you working with? Uh, today, we are working with uh, uh, nearly 100 customers. About, about 100. Okay, great. And next question, one of the things I like to ask is what you spent cash-wise building your MVP before your first dollar of revenue. Do you remember? Very few, uh, because uh, I'm a coder. I'm a CEO, but I am also a coder. So uh, the, the money we spend is just my time. <laughs> uh, the and my co-founder is a, a design and product guy. So uh, I would say that we spent uh, a few weeks, maybe, uh, three to four weeks to build a true MVP. Then we got some signature, and then it was a, a good, a good circle. And we had some money, and then we could take some more time to develop the product. And this is how we built a virtual circle. Now, well, so have you funded the company yourselves to this date, or have you raised capital? 
yeah, today we are still a bit trapped. We are we are five million recurring revenue business. How much? Five million. Five million recurring revenue without any external capital. Yep, and you get five million basically again from about a hundred customers paying fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year. Where were you exactly a year ago? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, uh, half of that. Half of that. Okay, so you're doing about two hundred thousand dollars a month about a year ago. Um, yeah, obviously, exactly. now today scaling now because the company's bootstrapped, and I assume you're running it at profit. You're profitable, or are you putting money in every month to make up losses? No, 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 no. I, I am only thirty-two years old, and I have I don't have family money. <laughs> so yes, uh, the, the company is uh, profitable, break-even, and uh, we invest all the, the profits we have done in the previous years in the today's world. Okay. And now we talked about your CSMs earlier, your customer success reps in terms of them focusing on, you know, retention and upgrading. Well, what is gross revenue churn over the past 12 months? The uh, churn or gross revenue, sorry? Yeah. Gross revenue churn. Gross revenue churn. So yes, we lost in the past 12 months nearly 20K of MRR. So 250K ARR. Okay, got it. So 250, obviously, on, on five, you can do the math. What on a percentage basis? That's like, I call it under 5% churn. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's expansion been? Uh, expansion. So uh, what you see that we have doubled in terms of sales, but in terms of uh, upselling, uh, to be honest, I, I don't have the dispute between uh, new sales and upsells. Does your net revenue retention, so not including new sales, just upsells? What I know is that our net revenue is 130% uh, upsells, 30%, 30% on our calls. So hold on, let me just repeat this back to you. I want to make sure we get this right. 5% gross revenue churn, 250 grand on 5 million. You then have expansion on those same cohorts. You're upselling those customers from a year ago by about 30%. Yeah. Okay, so your net revenue retention will be 30% expansion minus 5% churn or 100, 120, 125 net revenue retention. Exactly, exactly. That's right. I see. And how aggressive are you being to get the customers in in the first place? Will you spend $50,000 to get a $50,000 customer? Uh, you mean the, the cost of acquisition? Today? Yes, for a $50,000 customer. Yeah, to, today, uh, the average uh, cost of acquisition is 40K, 40K uh, euro. Four zero or one four? Four zero. Four zero. Uh, uh, totally, if we add all the sales and marketing costs, which means that the payback is uh, uh, less than a year. Yeah, about 10, 11 months. Uh, that's pretty good. And, and so, I mean, how do, you, how do you continue driving growth from here? How do you go from 5 million to 10 million next year? Good question. We, so, uh, new, new, new contracts, new contracts, uh, upsells, and uh, channel sales is also uh, pro- very promising for us as we are developing new offers with uh, resellers. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say channel sales, is this a channel, is this a thing that's already worked for you in the past? You just want to double down on it or it's something you're launching? Uh, both. We have uh, uh, two partners uh, that we have set up uh, uh, in the past years and we expect them to deliver uh, more. And we have new that we are onboarding. Can you name one or two of the, the two channel partners? Yeah, uh, there is uh, Humanis. Uh, there is Info Digital. I'm sorry, these are French names, but uh, but they're they're agencies basically. Yes, agents. and we're working also with Accenture. You know, you know Accenture. Yep. Uh, but more as a prescriptor than a reseller. Yep. So, so let me ask you a question. I mean, do, you know, would you ever go raise capital to grow faster or no? Today, uh, we just started uh, uh, in the end of the summer of fundraising term uh, to uh, go to the US. 
because half of the software is built in the US and we need a partner to go into the, into the US. Mm -hmm. So how much would you like to raise from a US investor? We are looking for 10 million. Uh, um, 10 million. Yep. And do you hope to sell what, like 10% of the company for that? 20%? Depends on the valuation that they, that they set. Yeah, well, obviously you have to still negotiate that. You have no idea what it'll come out to. But what would you consider a really good scenario for you? What, what I know is that in today's valuation, uh, uh, companies trade at between 10 and 15 uh, uh, times the ARR. Folks, as you know, 2020 continues to deliver surprise after surprise after surprise. We're not sure where we're living. We're not sure where we're going back to work. Everything's sort of up in the air, which means getting things done digitally is what's most important. In fact, we're very excited. We're launching a new podcast based of our dealer bust format, and I needed a quick way to get some designs done for the logo. So I used Fiverr. And the reason I use Fiverr is because it's not worth it for me to pay a full-time designer three or 4,000 bucks a month to join our GitLab a team full time. So I use Fiverr to knock this sort of stuff out quickly. We also, as you know, do a lot of data, data processing and podcast editing, which Fiverr enables me to do very quickly. I put in the task and I can find talent that can do what I'm looking for instantly. I customize by search, deadline, price, seller reviews are probably the ones I use the most and a lot of other factors. There's just no guessing games and it's very, very quick. I encourage you guys to check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order today by using my code TOP. T-O-P. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R dot com code top. Again, that's Fiverr.com code top. So you think you can get between a 50 and a $75 million pre-money valuation? Yeah. yeah. So worst case, 50 million, right? Uh, you raise 10, you get 60 after you're, you know, you call and sell it, call it between 10 and 20% of the company uh, if that pans out. When would you definitely want to do this as equity? Would you ever consider raising debt? Yeah, to, to, uh, until until now we have uh, raised uh, uh, two point five million in debt. Oh, today you already have two point five million in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Who did you raise that from? Uh, in French, uh, in France, we have uh, the BPI, uh, which is uh, uh, an organization that helps uh, uh, French companies to uh, finance. Well, it, it was WTI. And it's BPI. Oh, BPI. And what's it stand for? Uh, I don't know. Okay, BPI, but it's, but it's a government-run organization. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Okay, do you, I mean, is that free money or do you have to pay interest on the 2.5 million? Uh, it's uh, based on interest. We have uh, uh, some part of, the, part of it, zero interest, and part of it, uh, it's a 1.5 uh, uh, interest uh, rate. Okay, and, and when does the term end? When do you have to pay it back? Uh, it depends on the, on, on the loans because we have set, we have uh, subscribed uh, so, uh, loans. Uh, we started like three years ago, so part of the loans we already have paid paid them back, and uh, we have some loans that we have to pay back in two years. Okay, so the max term is up like, two years from now. Yeah. Okay. We start years and we have uh, five or seven years to pay them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of the two point five that you've taken on debt, how much have you already paid back? Um, three hundred k. Oh, okay. Okay. So you still have most of it is still in the company. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So why go raise another, why go try and raise 10 million in equity, right? Not to just raise more debt. Uh, because we have set the maximum of, uh, lever that we can, uh, on our, uh, 
liabilities. In other words, BPI will only lend you up to you know uh, you know five x or six x your MRR, and that's about two point five. Yeah, it's not a multiple of MRR, but it's a multiple, it's a multiple of the uh, uh, how you call the proper capital. I don't know how you call it in English. That's good. So you're coming to the U.S. here shortly to raise some additional capital. Um, do you have an investor you'd really like it be your dream to raise from them? Yeah, today we are in discussion with uh, Battery, Battery Venture and First Mass Capital. These are a very good investor. We really like them to have on board. Why do you like Battery? Uh, because they are very strong expertise in the B2B uh, software. And uh, they are investors in French companies like uh, and data companies like Dataiku. And for us, that's a very good fit. Yep. Very good. All right, Charles, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, I don't read business book, I read blogs, and I really like a Mark Suster blog. Yep, Mark Suster's blog. Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I really like a Gabriel Weinberg and Joel Gascoigne. What company are they with? Um, Gabriel Weinberg, DuckDuckGo, and Joel Gascoigne, Chromebuffer. You said DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Um, Trello. I think Trello is the most amazing tool. Number four. How many hours of sleep to get every night? Um, six hours. Okay. And it sounds like you had a boy on the way back five years ago or a girl. You had a kid on the way. How many kids today? Three. Three kiddos. Okay. So married, three kids. And how old are you? 32. 32. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Sorry? What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? <laughs> uh, I wish to... Have a, a very good business. <laughs> yeah, just what's what's something you wish you knew when you were twenty? Ah, sorry. I think. Uh, uh, to code because I learned to code at uh, 23, 24. So I wish I, I knew it before. Guys, Toucan took 100 customers paying for their data visualization tool. They pay on average $50,000 a year. They're doing $5 million in run rate right now, up from half that $2.5 million just a year ago. Uh, they're bootstrapped to date. They are profitable. They have taken in $2.5 million of debt to drive growth of the company. They've already paid back 300000 of that. They're now ha- heading to the United States to raise capital, targeting $10 million on somewhere between a $50 and $75 million pre-money valuation. We will see if Charles can get it done. Charles, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.